0: Everybody, welcome to Show Notes, a series where we give you an insider knowledge about the ideas behind specific dance productions. We're back with Scottish Dance Theatre to talk about their production Tutumaki by choreographer Botiseva. We're chatting to company dancer Jessie Robert Smith, who was part of the original creation process. Just to let you know, due to the COVID-19 global pandemic, Jesse and I connected digitally. So please forgive any brief moments while we wait for the internet to catch up. Enjoy. Hi, Jesse. Hey. It's gonna be so nice to talk to you about Tutumaki today. Would you like to start off with describing the piece for us?
1: Yeah, so Tutumaki is an extremely uh, visceral and physical piece. Um, It's a mixture of ballet, hip-hop, and contemporary movement sort of put together. And the atmosphere that the piece creates is something quite uh, dark and intense um, and something that you can like totally lose yourself in as an audience member.
0: Amazing. Um, How would you describe uh, the theme that you're going through, the narrative within the performance?
1: So the work, there isn't a sort of strict narrative like you might find with a story or um, you know a film or something, um, but the work moves from a kind of very repressed feeling to something much more liberated. So the whole group of dancers go on this journey, a physical journey that starts, as I say, in quite a like repressed mode. The movement is very um, uh, small and tight. In quality and then it moves through a great spectrum until the end which is sort of totally anarchist and wild and uh, there's the, the movement is much more freeing to do and to watch um, what was what was the question again I think I it. no
0: so it's a, what I've understood from the piece as well it, it feels like the movement and the theme goes very much hand in hand and they complement each other yeah. it's not one that overtakes the other in one way it's quite a specific dance piece you dance a lot it's very rigorous there's a very physical piece isn't that it right yes yeah.
1: yeah no it's, it's interesting you say that because it feels like the theme of the work this theme of repression is uh is actually physically put into the body so the the way our sort of like body moves through tension or like in tension, the the musculature of the body is always um, working in resistance to whatever the movement is, which is kind of like a direct uh, physicalization of the theme of the work. This kind of sense that you might be, yeah maybe I I mean I've used the word repression but this idea that you're kind of trapped in something or you're always pushing against something or there's always some kind of um, tension in opposition to the way you're moving Um, so it feels like that that theme you see visually in terms of you know it's quite a dark intense environment but you also see it in the actual muscles of the dancers who are who seem to be pushing through something all the time.
0: Yeah and that's something that also comes I guess from the the name of the piece itself, the Tutumaki, which mm. I've understood means dirty tutu. Mm. Um, it, from what I've understood, the, the original idea came from breaking the constructs of ballet forms, which might obviously have changed within the, the five years, four years you've done this piece. But I guess that's something within that of breaking um societal constructs or the the world and the shapes we have to fit into that also going into, into the movements right
1: yeah absolutely so um it's interesting that the work has i think it does sit within more of the contemporary dance world um but when we when we first started making the work i think botus was very interested in deconstructing the language of ballet so ballet you know like, like any language, has its own uh, very specific rules or structures, so you know you might move through a series of steps in a certain order. You wouldn't jump from the beginning to the end, for example. and he was interested in, in using that, although you know he hasn't trained in ballet he, he would he would also say that he hasn't had a sort of um, conventional uh, contemporary training either. but he was very interested in this um, in the construct of ballet because. It, it, it's a good place to start from because it is so clear in terms of what the rules are uh, and it meant that he could sort of start to play with that and start to um, be a bit rebellious with what the what the rules of it are and of course he came at it from his uh, his natural way of moving moving which which definitely fits within the the hip-hop world and um it feels like he he did want to directly comment, you know, we are wearing tutus. This is about something very regimented that's got a strong history. He talks about ballet as being, you know, it's it's essential in ballet that you can point your feet and that you finish off a line. And that isn't something that he does naturally. That's not his um, anatomical facility. It's not some of ours either. However, it doesn't mean you can't use this, um, this form and completely sort of... Uh, mucky it up, dirty it up, try and, um, you know, grapple with it and change it. Um, The other thing I think about the word mucky is, yes, it's like, you know, to be like covered in the dirt or filth or be very earthy. Um, It also, to me, suggests a kind of like corrupt or um, sordid quality. And I think there is definitely um, an inner anarchy in Botes and he is interested in trying to counter or break down or challenge the kind of more social constructs that we live in. And I think he uses ballet partly as an analogy of that and also talks directly about that. So at the end of the work, for example, there's a really interesting recording that the audience is kind of forced to listen to about the way society works, about this sort of rat race that we all live in, The fact that we are actually all, uh, whether we like it or not, running by a a certain a series of conventions and norms uh, and rules. And I think there's definitely a time for reflection at the end after this sort of like huge, cathartic, physical experience to think about that.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot that builds together in some ways. You talked about the the normal point your foot, finish the line. But in this, you see more, if you describe the movement that you can see, you talked about that you see different parts of the body. What parts of the body do you use most in this piece? What is most prevalent?
1: I think one of the joys of watching this piece is, um, I often describe it as fleshy. I mean, partly because you see a lot of flesh, um we, we we wear the tutus and, and the women have also these sort of sports bras, but other than that you're you're watching the flesh of the back move across the ribcage or you're washing washing. <laughs> you're watching the, the flesh engage in the arms and legs. Um, and it's just it's so clear from watching Botus also that you you never relax in this piece. So it's a 35 minute piece, and the entire time there is this um, physical resistance that you're moving through. And I sometimes describe it as like, I mean, you could imagine like, oh, I'm moving through an air that is thicker or I'm moving through mud or I'm moving through um, a space that is denser than usual. And that could come from maybe like an emotional feeling. But I think when we train and when we work with Botus on the piece, he talks a lot about this um, thickness actually below the skin. So you could I mean, you could try it now if you were to to just squeeze your fist Mm -hmm. below the skin. It's like your muscles can actually hug or grab your bone like you can feel this inner uh, tension. It's not actually outside the body. It's right inside the body. Or it's like if you do a workout, you know, you lift a heavy weight and you can you can sense something that you couldn't sense before. It's maybe like I don't know, a few millimeters below the skin into the beginning of the muscle, and that is always there as dancers that's always at our disposal and we're always moving our skeleton through that layer of flesh. Um, and, yeah. and we've when, when we worked with him. It's, it's all about this the power that comes with that. you know if you if you squeeze your arm long enough, you feel actually I could throw that with with quite a lot of power.
0: I could throw a punch.. Um, And And for me, it almost feels like this tension rides up into the rest of my arm, my shoulder and my back. And I feel that there is something rooting me and there's something that makes me connect, you know, maybe more from the deep. Deeper, yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I see also when I've seen the piece with you. Mm -hmm. You described it as almost an animalistic Way when you see it, you almost look like you almost look like animals, mm. right? Mm. And that derives something also from sounds, right? You use sounds quite a lot in the piece.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Botus has been back fairly recently as we've been restaging post COVID, and uh, yeah, we spent a bit of time just moving from sound or moving and allowing that to create sound it's very important for him that you move from this place of um connection to the ground so he like drops his pelvis down and he says down 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 and through doing that physically you get a kind of i think i used the word visceral earlier but this kind of like uh, deeper connection to the inside of your body um, and so, you know, if you, if you're, if you're like in a lunge or you're in a big squat and you, and you suddenly put a lot of force into the ground, you can actually create a kind of, uh, a kind of, uh, change in the way your breath will come out of your body. Or if you're speaking the way your voice will come out. Um, so we spent quite a lot of time, uh, allowing, allowing breath and allowing, um quite sort of guttural sounds to come out and we do we use we use those in the piece it isn't like um it isn't set it's not like the material the choreography doesn't involve words or particular sounds um but there's definitely all sorts of (laughs) grunting and deep breathing and whooping um that comes out when we're uh, engaged in this way of moving and also responding to one another um, it, is, it is totally a primitive piece to do. You, you do come off feeling very animal and you do. I mean, I think the, the, the joy of it as a performer is that you lose yourself slightly in it and you do sort of surpass this normal language speaking people <laughs> level and get to a kind of um, purely physical, inside out feeling.
0: Yeah, so there is this rawness that you very much see watching this piece and also for you dancers that are performing. If you were to uh, describe the piece in three words, which words would you choose? Mm.
1: This is a tricky one because I have like 10, so I'd need to select <laughs> a few. We've used, we've used some of the words already, but um, certainly primitive. Um, I think it's also, there's this resistance, uh, which, whether that be like the physical tension of the body or, uh, resisting another force, a force that could, you know, come from, uh, some greater power or some hierarchy. And then the other word that I'd use is possessed. Uh, so there's this total domination of the mind that um happens and it's really important especially at the beginning of the piece that you sort of have already emptied out you're you're being controlled by some other force some other power and that through through that comes a level of madness (laughs) um and as the piece develops and the material gets uh more grounded more rough around the edges the more this kind of like questioning of where you are can come out and a a sort of yeah this this madness or um clowning against something that is incredibly challenging can uh can be let out of the body so yeah primitive resistant and possessed
0: perfect so to wrap it up what do you think an audience member takes with them from this performance Mm,
1: um I've said before that it feels to me like the whole piece is a celebration, a celebration of connecting to our darker feelings. So, um, I think a lot of time people come come to, I mean, we we, we come to the theatre to to be challenged for sure, but but there is an element of sort of enjoyment or entertainment. And with this piece in particular, it feels to me that we as performers are allowed and encouraged to be angry and to let kind of inner fire out, and that as an audience member, that is quite powerful to feel. Um, but it's also perhaps quite inspiring to let that out in yourself or to to go there. Uh, I think we, we all too, too easily kind of try and push stuff under the carpet in order to get through our daily lives. And in a way, this whole piece is about uh, rebelling against that.
0: Amazing. We really look forward to seeing this piece on stage. Uh, so be tuned and check out Scottish Dance Theatre's website and also to for his other works. Thank you, Jesse. Thanks so much, Matilda. Thank you for listening to this episode of Show Notes on Head, Shoulders, Knees and Pod. If you enjoy our content, then please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to the show on. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at HSKpod and you can find more information and donate at hsk-pod.com to keep helping us make the podcast better. This episode was hosted by me, Matila Biaro, produced, edited and social media support from Katie Daniel. Information on how to keep up with Scottish Dance Theatre will be in the episode description.